Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Rose Betts over Zoom video. Rose was born in London and raised just outside of London, and she talks about how she got into music, comes from a very artistic household, picked up piano at a very early age, started writing songs around 11 years old. She talked to us about putting out her first EP, having the opportunity to cover a song which ended up landing in a very impactful scene in the new Justice League movie. So we got a chance to kind of talk about the, the drama around that film being recut and then having her song land in the film. She also had a massive viral moment on TikTok that we talked about and all about her new record, White Orchids. You can watch our interview with Rose on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be awesome if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Rose Betts. Well, uh, okay, this is about you and your journey in music. Let's talk about where you were born and raised. Born in London, raised north of London in a little outside of village um, called Kings Langley. Very kind of, uh, very beautiful green garden, very, very uh, English countryside. Um, very nice, very nice, very nice. Like, yeah, the the... the it's a nice place around there. It's quite quaint. It's kind of the kind of place that uh, I think Americans think the whole of England looks like, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. thatched cottages and uh, little pubs and beautiful walks and things like that. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, very, very nice. Very, I think that's why they moved us out of London because London is, you know, it's, it's, it's a full-on place to grow up, especially if you're in the centre of it. So, yeah. Oh, how long were you in London? Was, were you pretty young when you moved? Yeah, so I think it was about, uh, about seven about seven, oh, okay. seven, eight. Um, but my father is an actor, so we had to stay close to the city, so we didn't go far. Um, so yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome! So yeah, arts are in the family. Uh, music at all in the family? Music is very much in the family. My mother was uh, a, a French horn player, and she was also a dancer. And um, we had music from the moment we were born. Really, we were singing, and they played us. They woke us up with music. They put us to sleep with music. We sung every time we had a meal. Um, yeah, com- immersed, completely submerged in music. Totally, it's very, very. I feel, I feel how lucky that is. That yeah. is awesome. And and yeah. so you got into music at an early age, I would imagine. I, I was singing from a very. Uh, we sung together. So we were singing from a very early age, and then um, around the age of six or seven, I started teaching myself piano. Um, and then, and then just, you know, naturally just started writing songs at about seven, uh, like 11. I mean, they were, you know, the 11 year old songs, they weren't like pieces of genius, but I was <laughs> definitely drawn to the whole thing. And I also it was, I have, I have quite a full family. I've got quite, we were quite noisy. We were quite full on, like on top of each other. And, but no one was particularly interested in the room with the piano in it. So I would like escape to the room with the piano and just have like a little oasis of just sitting, writing songs for hours and yeah, caught up in my own little world. That's awesome. And you said you're writing songs early, 11 years old. Um, did you, yeah. when did you start like performing out or when did you start showing people these songs? Was that later? It was later. It was 
I, I wasn't one of those um, kids that put on concerts in the front room. I was like okay. very, very private about it. It was uh, very much, it was very much my own thing. I didn't, I didn't, I was uh, terrified of share, sharing my songs. I think because I thought quite rightly that people would take them as my feelings and it feels very personal to share your feelings in such mm-hmm. a kind of uh, out there way, uh, make yourself quite vulnerable. Uh, and I was very scared of that. So I didn't really start sharing my songs under duress, I would share them sometimes, but I def- maybe until I was about 14, 15, 14, maybe I started like playing them at school. I made a little band at school and I got my, my sister to sing harmonies. And uh, yeah, so from about then I started doing it and then performing more properly when I was like left school and stuff like that. Okay. And did you end up going to college for music at all or you just took this as a passion? No, I didn't. I thought about it. I thought about going to to study English, I thought about thought about like just doing something academic because I kind of love I love all that. But um, I loved songwriting so much. And then, of course, you can go to songwriting colleges and you can go to places, you know, music colleges that aren't necessarily like just about an instrument. But mm-hmm. I kind of thought it was a waste of time. I think I think I thought you can kind of teach yourself. To, I'm a bit arrogant like that. I think I think I can teach myself a lot of things. Right. I kind of felt I, I just want to start living. I just want to be out in the world and just be just consider that my, my education and just write. And, and, and so that's kind of what I did. I didn't, I didn't do college. No. So uh, yeah. Just songwriting. Sorry, go ahead. I, I, I didn't mean yeah. Yeah. Just, just out there. No, no, no. Just out there. Just like, uh, just, ju- just, I just threw myself into London and just tried to, you know, started, started gigging and started building, building a little life. Yeah. And when did you like, what was the first success? I mean, I looked at you, that you put a record out and from what I saw an EP in 2014, was that your first release? Oh, that was, was that 2014? I thought that was 2017. Oh, they but I could be wrong. Out. No, no, maybe, no, you could be right. I actually, I felt like 2017 was too recent. Oh, 2016, it says. I thought 16. it said 2014. 16. We're all, I mean, it's been a day. <laughs> We're close. We're it's been in. a day. <laughs> so 2000, well, you say 17, so it's probably 17. Who knows? The internet is uh, never, it's not who, like it's never failed me before. The stars look down. Tell me about, oh, was that your first re- release then? Yeah, that was my first release. I, I kind of, I'd, I'd been recording and I'd had a band and we'd been, and, and it kind of felt natural to put something out. And so we kept it quite small and simple and um, it wasn't particularly fancy, but I, it, yeah, it was, it was the first little project and yeah, it's, you know, it's nice to hear those songs. I feel like I'm in a very different space now, but um, songs are funny like that. They kind of, especially vocally, I, I, I think I've vocally made a massive massive kind of hopefully progress since since even then um mm-hmm. so it's interesting to hear them and kind of think oh god my a little bit off there but it's it's you know it's a little kind of like a little diary that's for the world to see of like my little journey yeah sure. and from, from yeah. that record what was kind of the next uh, would you say like a milestone moment for you um what was the next milestone moment I think I think it was it was starting to work with the people that I'm working with now which is basically people in LA because I kind of then I started to write, I, ch- I sort of changed the way I was writing songs. I think I suddenly, I suddenly was able to embrace, I think through just development, but was able to embrace vulnerability a bit more and, um, and my songwriting improved a lot. And then I started, I mean, I've been producing my own stuff like in a kind of sketchy way. I mean, I kind of make a production sketch of all my songs before they go to a producer and then we co- co-produce the, the tracks. 
But mm-hmm. I, I, I started to change the way I produced after that album and oh, that, that EP, sorry. And, um, and then and because of that, I could tell that I, it called on a, a bit more of a, uh, like a more pop producer, someone who could take the songs into a bit of a bigger space. So the next milestone was kind of writing uh, uh, this guy that I've been working with for ages. He's been really helpful, but he, and he's now my manager. And I sent him one of my songs. I sent him my song Recovery. And, and I think he was then like, okay, we need to get you to LA. So it was kind of a combination of my production, my production desires kind of developing and then my songwriting improving, uh, which then led to this kind of new chapter of LA and coming out here and meeting the producer that I worked on with the album. And, yeah. Oh, wow. So this, this, but I'm very bad. I've got a very bad memory. I don't, there might be some really great things that happen. I completely have forgotten. I probably, no, 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 but <laughs> this is a new venture then getting to Los Angeles. So this is all because mm. recoveries just came out on the new record, right? Yeah, true. I mean, it came out last year as a single, but we added it to the record. Right. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So how, adventure, very adventure. Yeah. So, so you get, so from that song was like, okay, well tell me about getting to LA then. Was that just like a, okay, we should, I should move to LA. Um, it, well, initially it was just coming out to visit and just, it was a bit like, it felt a little bit like coming out for a, a, a meeting. But mm-hmm. obviously it's this very extreme thing of, of coming all the way from England. It felt a lot bigger than that. But essentially it was to kind of test the waters and to meet the team over here and to meet Kevin, the producer, and see just see if we got on, see if we clicked, see if see if he liked the music enough to work on it, see if we would work together well in a studio. Um, so I kind of came out like three times over, over a year or so, year and a half or so. And, um, and every time it was just kind of like developing, just, just figuring out, because I wasn't initially coming out here with the thing of, oh, I've got to move. It was, it, that grew, that came from, I suppose, the success of, of the working relationships that I formed here and, and particularly with Kevin. Um, we just really clicked. And, mm-hmm. and, and we, so we started working on the songs that ended up in, in, in the album. And then, wow. and then I moved to LA in August, but that was a very long process of visa very boring visa stuff and COVID <laughs> and everything, all that, all the stuff that we've been dealing with all came into that. Okay. Yeah. So you had made it, you were in LA when you were writing these songs and then COVID happened or vice versa? No, no. Okay. The, most of these songs are written in the UK um, before I came here, which is why it's been such a kind of labor of love because COVID definitely, nearly all of them were ready before COVID hit. So oh it was my like, gosh. Yeah. It's like a kind of, I was in Scotland with my staying with my twin sister and just kind of refreshing the visa page on the US site every day just to see if there was any progress. And yeah, I know, yeah, it's full on. So it's most of the songs were written in England. Oh okay. God, it was totally, I just never believed it would happen. You know, it's just like that thing and you just live, you just kind of keep yourself in a suspended space of like what's going to, you know, everything could change, nothing could change. And we, we, we've all been living with that complete. I know we kind of nearly feel like we're a bit through it now, but during COVID, like we didn't know what was going on. Like anything could happen. One right. day to the next, you could, like you're stuck there or you can't go to your local shop or, yeah, it was a weird time. Would you, you said you have a twin sister? I do, yeah. Identical twin? Not identical. No, she's oh, got okay. red, very red hair and she's in temperament extremely different to me, but we're, we're very, very close. <laughs> That's awesome. She's, yeah, she's, Is she musical or was that, or you got that? gene no i suppose we all got the gene by almost by i don't know i always compare it feels like the, our experience all, all, all of us kids this is four of us all of us growing up in the household that we grew up in it's almost like growing up with another language in the house it's, it's 
if your mother is German and your father is English, you're going to grow up knowing both languages and you're not going to know why you know them. You just know them. And it's a bit like that with music. We're all, we're all inevitably musical, but I'm the only one who's doing it professionally. But uh, my, my twin is a, a teacher. She teaches in an alternative education school where there's a ton of music. So she has like, she leads all the choirs. And, she, oh, wow. and we, we, had a, we had a little band when we were young. Um, so yeah, she's very musical. She's very musical, but very different to me. Like she's, sure. she's very more, more classical. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to hear about uh, the, um, the song Song to the Siren. And then I want to talk about the TikTok thing. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> so what, like, so that song is huge. Uh, tell me about that, but it's not on the record, correct? True. I mean, it's not, it's, it's, so it's not, it's not my song. It's written, it's, it's a written song by, I mean, it's from the seventies. It's uh, originally written by uh, Tim Buckley's, Jeff, Jim, Jeff Buckley's father. Jeff, yeah. And you did a cover for, for a film. Is that how it all started? Like, tell me about that. Yeah. How that all began. I, I got uh, an email in July of 2020, I guess. Yes. Um, yes, maybe. Oh, it's so hard to remember now. But anyway, yeah, a, year, a couple of years ago, I got an email from um, the editor of uh, who, I, who I know. She's a family friend. And she, she described, she obviously couldn't talk about the project she was working on, but she said, They've been looking for someone to do a cover of the song. They've been looking for ages. I didn't want to just do the nepotism thing of throats. Oh, I know, I know my best friend down the road. Like she can sing a song. Right. She thought, right. She thought, I genuinely think you would be good for this. I've asked if you can uh, do a version, submit it, um, and and then and I said, great. Like, tell me, like, can you tell me anything about the scene or something about it so I have a sense of what's trying to be channeled here? And so she gave me a little description, but I had no idea what anything about it. So and I heard the song, and I hadn't heard the song before, and I submitted my version didn't hear anything for like six months um and just you know went, okay well that's not happening and then I got a call in in December saying uh yeah you, like they want you to they want you to be the the cover the, the version the voice um and then they told me what film it was which is the Justice League Zack Snyder cut and I was like oh my heavens <laughs> that's a lot bigger than I anticipated and then within a month I was recording it with a full orchestra in London and uh and that was all a bit wild. And I'm, yeah, I'm really proud of that song. I, it would have been lovely to have it on the album, but we were getting to like 15 songs. And I think technically Warner own it. And I don't know. You know stuff yeah. Like that, but, well, that's uh, huge. What yeah. an opportunity to have it in such a, in, that's crazy. You didn't know what it was going to be. And then it was like, oh, it's going to be in Justice League. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it was. And then just reading the whole history of how that film even came into being. And I don't know. I know that there are lots of, uh, lots of interesting kind of like, just incredible things that happened to make that film happen and, right. and like years and years of campaigning from fans. So it's, it was, it was a bigger deal, way bigger deal than I ever anticipated my first sync deal to be like, uh, yeah, it was a bit weird, but it was great. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. There was a lot of like controversy, so, not controversy, but a lot of, like you said, mm, there was, no, yeah, there was with, controversy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With the film, right. It was already done and then he recut it and they redid it. I can't remember. It was like done. The- yeah. And it was done. And then due to like a personal tragedy, Zack Snyder had to drop out during he- the post phase. And then it was kind of a mess. It was put out, but it was a complete mess. mess. And the fans hated it immediately. And they mm-hmm. were, they were like, we want, we want Zack's cut. And Warner were, I think, resistant and um, were resistant for about four years. And I think then finally the fans like grew so much. I mean, I think at one point they were flying planes over the Warner lot. 
with like, <laughs> like they went, they, it's, it's really quite remarkable and a kind of an interesting um, shift in terms of like, it kind of proves an interesting shift in audience power and this thing of like the people, like there's a lot more people are very, very good at getting together now and um, mm-hmm. creating movements that these great corporations now can, they can't really suppress or ignore it. So right. it's like, I don't, I don't know where Warner are with that and how, how like, I don't know why they resisted it, but um, I suppose it's just a lot of money. Um, right, right. But uh, yeah, they, they broke them eventually. And, and, and this, this song was in a scene that had been cut. And, uh, and yeah, it was great. It was, I couldn't, when I first saw the film, which was like the day, day after it came out or something, I, I, I was just like, what the? It felt a little bit like, I don't know, it's hard to describe, but when you hear yourself singing, it's a bit like, it, it felt wrong. It felt like, why am I, like, it felt like I had inserted my own song into the film, like really badly. And like, just like made, <laughs> like, made a music video out of it. <laughs> right, like, right. No, this is it. Like, cause it's like, the scene is incredible. It's like this amazing scene and there's no other sound apart from this song and my voice. And it was like, geez, like, it was just, it was, it, it was not what I expected. And, and yeah. That's, yeah. that's so cool though. <laughs> I, I remember my, I have a talk. Four, he's 14 now, uh, son. And he, he, when that came out, he's like telling me all the drama behind it. I'm like, well, oh, cool. and then it was like on HBO max or something, I think is where he watched it. And like, yeah, it was just like, I'm like, Oh, this is cool. Like, I watched it with him, but he was like, yeah, this is like the revert. It's like a different version mm. of the film. And I'm like, Oh, like it was cool to kind of hear like the back. Concept was he happy with it? Oh yeah. He, he thought he liked it. Okay. And he even liked the other one they redid too. I feel like DC has become, this has become a thing. Uh, they redid Suicide Squad. Yes, 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 also. yes. And the second one was better, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I heard yeah. that. Must have been more complaining, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome. That's so cool. And then you had mm-hmm. what, some TikTok success uh, with one of your songs. January? Yeah. My, I did. No, actually, it was in, um, it was probably in the autumn autumn okay in the autumn of last year i i uh i'd been on tiktok for a little while and and uh my because my manager was like rosie you gotta do it and i was really resistant initially but i'm so glad i caved because it was it's, it's actually it's a really interesting platform and i know that there are lots of there's a lot of there's a lot of crap on there and there's a lot of stuff that it doesn't necessarily feel like it's worth your time but you know, we all like a cat dancing. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to scroll away right. from these hilarious videos. Like in the end of the day, like it is funny. Right, it's just mindless through, entertainment but. for some for a lot. Yeah, of it, right? yeah. But I kind of thought, oh, I don't want to be a part. I don't feel like where do I fit in that? Like, how do I? How can I possibly have anyone possibly be interested? But then I I wrote this kind of song that that was written very quickly and just like a bit of a joke um, about a date that I went on. And, um, and the main, the main feeling of the date was just this thing of, and I, maybe I'm a bit like this, but I was just way happier to be driving away from the date than at the date. And even though the date wasn't bad, like it wasn't like right. it was, everything had gone wrong or he'd insulted me or anything like terrible had happened. It was just that this thing of preferring my own company. And I, so I just made this little ditty, this little song about it. And weirdly it just really connected, um, with people, which is kind of interesting. Like that turns out loads of people have had that feeling of, Nothing, nothing grand, but just a simple feeling of just oh, nice feeling. Right. So it's like, and, and for some reason that song's went completely viral. Um, and and so then we put it out, and it got, you know, I don't know how many of us had like at least like five million now combined, and it's and it's done really well on Spotify. So it's 
at the moment it's my it's my number one song it's the one that everyone knows me for and I get recognized every now and then for it at gigs and it's it's funny and I've seen loads of covers which are always brilliant uh yeah so it's it, that that was an interesting kind of turn in in my kind of fan base growing it's 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 been great it's been very helpful yeah that's so cool like do you remember mm-hmm. when it came out like was it a pretty quick like viral moment or it was it something that took a, a bit of time or was it yeah like did you wake up and it was pff, millions of people had watched the video or did something it was pretty it? quick it was pretty quick it was it was it was like i put it out and i when you put it out, things out on, on tiktok you can kind of tell when they're doing well because they'll kind of like your inbox will be full for the first couple of days um and but then it kind of went very quickly and then my manager texted me saying wow they like this i was like if this gets to a million we're gonna have to release it and then like a day later it got to a million and then it was like two and it's like okay well we're gonna have to release it now so yes. it, it happened very quickly yeah it definitely happened very quickly what were you experiencing when that happened? Like, were you just, <laughs> just psyched so, and so sh- shook? Or, I mean, I, I wouldn't even know what to feel like that would feel like. It was just, I was just completely bemused and like surprised by the whole thing. And it's, it's just, but in a way, it's also, I always feel like a little bit, because, you know, you're managed, you've got those people that are, who are like want you to do well. And so when something goes well, that always feels a bit like you're also, you're kind of doing something something for them as well it feels like you're affirming their belief in you so mm-hmm. when something goes well it feels like oh that's nice so it felt like that really it felt like oh that's great that, some, that something has worked on here I think I understand a bit more about what works on TikTok for me and like and, and it's great you know it kind of grows the audio like my followers just like like went off through the roof and like all that stuff is just so helpful because it means that the other songs that aren't necessarily in the same places that song also get benefited and, and mm-hmm. it, it so I was just, yeah, I was, I was, I was psyched, but you know, yeah, it's That's funny. So- it, it, it was a bit surreal. Yeah. I, I, again, I wouldn't even know how to handle it. Like that's, I think that's so cool when those moments happen, like, whoa, but you know, what, yeah. just, what is going on? Like, yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. And there comes a point where it's like, it goes beyond a certain number and you start to lose the ability to kind of visualize it in your head. So it's, I think beyond 20,000, I'm a little bit like, I don't know what any of that means now. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Wow. And so the, yeah, the re- your record yeah. is out now too. Um, yeah. It literally just came out. So yeah. Like, excited about yeah. that. I would imagine. So happy to like, it feels like a massive weight off my chest just having that project out. Cause it's been, I've been singing these songs for a, a long time now mm-hmm. and I'm just so pleased that people can finally just take them into their own lives. And I can, I can like clear, clear my head a bit and, and like, obviously enjoy the fact they're out and share them and all that sort of stuff, but also just start thinking about what's next and all that stuff. Have you been yeah. writing? I would imagine since then, do you have other? Yeah. Yeah. Always writing. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a bunch, I've got a, a whole bunch. I mean, then there's a whole bunch that didn't make the album that, that weren't quite right for it, but might be right for the next project. And, um, and there's loads of songs. I mean, I know my, my manager is very much put, always pulling me towards the new things, but like, I always feel like there's like little babies that I haven't, like they, they, they're so sweet. They're happy. They, they still have life. So there's like a lot. There's like a few older ones which I'm still like I have a place in my heart for. But gotta yeah, figure out what works yeah. for the next. Release them as a B side or something. Test them on TikTok, yeah, exactly. and then you can have a be like, see, I told you this should have been. <laughs> Do you know what? That actually happened. That actually happened. A song that I showed my manager like a year ago is did really well on TikTok and, and he was like, well, that sounds really great. I was like, you know, I showed you that song. <laughs> <A while ago. laughs> you, weren't, you weren't that bothered. 
That's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's but that is, TikTok is a good place to do that. Just search, just see how it does. And, and if it does well, you get a sense of, okay, people, people can do yeah. this. They, they like this. Yeah, because yeah. people are watching that aren't necessarily following you too, right? I mean, if it lands on that For You page with 90% of people are paying attention to, it just yeah. opens up the, the door for people totally. to find new content. It's, it's really quite an amazing app. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It is. It is. And I, I think it's like, I know it's, it's still, it's not, I mean, it's not, that, it's not that new, but I feel like it's, start, it's really coming into its, like, its new phase of, of being a lot more uh, important than people thought it would be. Like, mm-hmm. I know so many people who've been signed off of it have now careers in, yeah. as producers and as uh, uh, writers yeah. and songwriters and also as just, like presenters and personalities. And it's, yeah. it's a career maker. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like how YouTube, when it came out, like just changing people's lives. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well thank you so much, Rose, for doing this. Again, uh, huge apologies about all the confusion and yeah, all that stuff earlier. We survived it. We survived it. We did. We made it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I do have one more quick question for you before I let you go. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Ah, uh, um, For one thing, just keep doing it. Like keep keep writing, keep like I feel like writing and being an artist and being creative is like it's like being an athlete. You keep them keep the muscle warm, keep doing it. Um, and also just this thing of even though it's it's like it's it's hard to find it. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of us out there, and it feels very competitive, and it feels like you're cup of like constantly in competition with other people and not being heard, and it's very hard to like get your voice heard. But if you make something good and you really work on it and make sure it's as good as you can make it that it will find its place. Like I totally didn't think I'd ever have any, any kind of like profile on TikTok or anything like that. And it's just, I just kept at it. And that's the only thing that's really it. And also release music when it's ready, release it. Don't do what I did and sit on it. <laughs> Cause that won't help. But just, yeah. Let it breathe. Let it go. Move on to the next thing. <laughs>